This is KBOO Portland, and the time is 6 o'clock on the dot. And next is Keeping It Real. Stay tuned. KBOO Community Radio is a proud sponsor of the 35th Annual Real Music Film Festival, taking place January 12th through January 30th at the Northwest Film Center. New works and classics are featured this year including Charles Mingus, Triumph of the Underdog, Tavela, Long Strange Trip, The Untold Story of the Grateful Dead, The Big Beat, Fats Domino and the Birth of Rock and Roll, and many, many more. Again, that's the 35th Annual Real Music Film Festival, taking place January 12th through the 30th. All screenings are at the Witzel Auditorium in the Portland Art Museum, 1219 Southwest Park Avenue in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. KBU Community Radio is proud to co-sponsor U.S.-Saudi Coalition, Bring Peace or War, on Saturday, February 3rd from 2 to 5 p.m. at the Lincoln Performance Hall in Portland. This event will focus on Saudi wars, aggressions, and its relations with the West. Speakers include Aisha Juman, Mohammed Al-Namir, Catherine Shaktam, and more. Again, that's U.S.-Saudi Coalition, bringing peace or war, on Saturday, February 3rd, from 2 to 5 p.m. at the Lincoln Performance Hall, 1620 Southwest Park Avenue in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. Take six quarters out of the pocket and drop it in the box. Hop the 48 off to pay homage. It stops off and I jot my observations. Watching citizens walking off of the Joe Metropolitan. Yeah. Proletarians and wayward sons with old Filipino men speaking in their native tongue. And the day has just begun. Greeted by the scent of a bum smelling something like beer, barf, and dung. A brother in Jalos in the back all alone marinating in a pair of half broken headphones. Mumbling rhymes. Same time begin to pen mine. Appreciating God's design. Rewind sister, reminds me of a smile in the back of my memory Wonder if I see her again, will she remember me? I'm not trying to holler, I swear I'm just weary of the way we hop a ride and just sit there and stare Prepare for my 9 o'clock work meeting A couple pale folks slide right by with no greeting But the people with my phenotype follow with a head nod up Cause we acknowledge that the shit fucked up North of Martin Luther King, a straight war zone Detours through the concrete cranes and bulldozers Know the hill is not over still Every block got a coffee shop it's overkill, folk is no big deal Dope to see Khalil back, the medicine is good again The feeling of leaving and coming back to your hood again 
Nothing is priceless. I write this. Our lives are in crisis. Most talk, but don't walk the path of the righteous. Despite this, I measure each step, walking closer to my final destination of death. When I'm laying the rest, I'm only saving my breath. The Northwest fills the lungs, kills the pain in my chest. Clutch the moment, a transfer in my hand, still listening. Looking out the window to the gold and the green. And the sun might be shining, but it's colder than it seems. Cause the weather's dialectical, there's no in between. In walks an old soul, a First Nation native cat, chiseled like a totem pole, no words, as he stands and looks over us, he gets off and says, have a good day, you foreigners, I crack a smile one time for the acknowledgement, northbound now we start to pick up more college kids, they try to study on the ride, to make up for the fact that they probably kicked it hard last night, and I ponder if it's time to save up and get a car, and pay for the gas that we're taking from the war, I'd miss all the colorful faces, the places and spaces I've embraced with the faith that I can rest and raise kids here even with these cats set tripping bringing 95 back again same old conditions from reagan the bush to clinton the bush the second no matter the neighborhood in the city you're repping it's getting serious y'all what's up portland this is nick deasy and we're back for keeping it real who else is here delphine hi folks and you know it's your boy ice <laughs> ice you haven't been on the show for like a year i haven't been here since nam Man, it's been a long time. I remember you were here for the. Remember when we came on the first first time? Yeah. Like we had to be. I had to be like a junior. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. like two years ago, actually. Yeah. Wow. It was. Man, oh. that's crazy. It's went by quick though. I remember. Uh, have I think I saw a video of us in here. Well, we was in the other room. Mm-hmm. Come a long way though. Yeah, we have come a long way. It's been a while. Yeah. I n- I never knew I was gonna have. Ever since that day, I never knew I was gonna have my own show, and it just happened. Yeah, uh, you were ge- all guests on my show. I remember, and Aron was co-hosting at the time. It was um, Bread and Roses, and so yeah, that was over two years ago. And you too were um, there because I had started teaching radio at Rosemary Anderson High School, and you were part of the first cohort of students uh, that were in my class. And now you have both graduated. Yeah, I remember being at Maryland where you both adults. Yeah, finally. <laughs> I've waited for a long time. Mm-hmm. Man. Waited, waited 18 years. Man. <laughs> How does it feel for you being free out of school now, Nick? Bro, it don't feel right. Like, I'll drive past the school and, like, hide my face. Like, oh, I'm supposed to be in there doing work. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, I'm going to get a call saying, why weren't you at school today? <laughs> but, um, I mean, work has kind of taken that over. Like, if I if I have a day off and I see someone from work, I'm like, oh, I was not there. But it was a day off. Just like I went to school, like. When you when you don't go because you're skipping and then you see somebody mm-hmm. and you're like oh man <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy like I figured I'd graduate and get to chill but I graduated and went to work so how does that feel horrible drowsy, not it huh? huh drowsy huh yeah it's it's kind of like I never got a break because I worked in the summer and then worked right after that too and I've been in Napa ever since. So how are you going to create a break for yourself? Save up vacation days and <laughs> take me like a week off. <laughs> a couple of days at least and go down to the beach. Cool. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild. Like I was really looking forward to a break and then my pockets was like, nah, you can't do it. <laughs> you need to go make some money. And so, I mean, it feels good being able to pay bills and do what I want. You know, being 18 now. Mm-hmm. Um, and having money to spend, it feels good. But at the same time, I'd like to still be chilling. Mm-hmm. Man, how about you, Maurice? How's it been? Uh, it's been good. Like not being in school, I I kind of miss the math work, but I kind of don't at the same time. <laughs> and it just like like Nick, I kind of feel like I should be in school, but sometimes don't feel like it. And seeing the bro skipping school, it just it just makes me think like, oh, that used to be me hmm. running out of there and Hyde yelling, hey, get to class. Right, Hyde would always tell us to get to class. He really got me through high school, though. Like, whenever I'd get in trouble or get mad, he would just talk to me and be like, go back to class, and I'd be good for the rest of the day. Baron or Jeff used to talk to me. Yeah, you and Jeff was tight, though. Like, I was like, man, he's always in that class. I wonder what happened to Lil Bill. 
Man, he. I heard I he went know. with the like. I think it was Gresham. I'm not sure, but he's. I think he's still teaching, which is cool because he's got like cool personality for that. Mm-hmm. Like how some teachers can relate to kids and be on that level, like how you can. He was like that. How does that work? Like, how um, do teachers relate to youth? Like, like I, I've noticed with you, you won't like teachers will act like they're above us and they're so much better than students because they're older or right. got money or whatever the the reason may be, but you don't do that. You get in there and, like, be on our level, like, not, like, hang out, but, you know what I mean? Like, uh, relate to us more, listen to us talk, and not just, if we're, if we're acting out, be like, oh, you're going home or you're going to be out of this class. You don't do that with us, which is kind of cool. Because you're often acting up for a reason. Yeah. Usually it's because... Um, I don't have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that usually is that, isn't that? Wouldn't you say that you usually act up in class because your teacher actually doesn't have anything for you to do? Well, you're right. not clear on the expectations. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. yeah. See? And then you're just like, whatever. It's just going to be a fun day today. <laughs> and you just don't do nothing but talk to your friends all day. Yeah, because like I think that um, I think that often teachers think that when teacher when uh, youth are off track is because youth want to be off track and they don't often realize that they have a role to play in it you know if you're not engaging the youth or you know giving them things to do then that might be the reason why and i think also like we all have things going on in our life and sometimes we're acting up for those reasons you know mm-hmm. and teachers act up too you know like yeah. but we don't call them out on it you know yeah like i, I don't want to name names or like throw any shade but there's a few teachers that I've had like coming up through at Roosevelt I was told a lot that I wasn't going to graduate or it was going to take so many years for me to graduate and I was just like okay cool Mm -hmm. like push my chair out or flip flip out and leave Mm -hmm. and um once I came to POIC it wasn't really like that it was a lot different being with the environment of teachers who knew how to relate with us very communicative at that too and know how to deal with our our like anger and frustration know exactly where we're coming from rather than just like talking and try to act like they knew our life like that like people at uh, POIC actually got to know our life like how you were like everybody didn't know you for a minute but then like everybody was like oh She's chill as fuck. Well. Uh, chill, <laughs> chill, chill as Jesus. As Jesus. <laughs> I love that. I, I felt like that too, bro. Like, I was like, I was like, oh no, radio class. That doesn't sound cool at all. And then <laughs> here you uh, are. You have yeah, your yeah, And then two years later, it's it's wild. I mean, things changed a lot. Yeah, and you're actually also teaching. Yeah, at the school, which is cool. Like being in with like. The people that I was just in class with last year and now I'm getting to relate to them and not really set an example but sort of like show how I would have liked teachers you right. know how I liked it when I was younger and relating to us more so it's nice being in that class mm-hmm. yeah I think you bring a lot to the energy of the class you know like today you are late and everybody was like is Nick not here today is Nick not here today I was like he's just late people just chill he's coming (laughs) (laughs) he will be here any minute i know i'm leading the check-in and i'm leading the game and usually nick does that but (laughs) he's coming just chill (laughs) yeah i remember like like walking in late when i was still a student i would just be like oh whatever but now i was like oh man (laughs) 15 20 minutes late like it's over it's horrible i just went in there and everyone was chilling having fun Yeah, we had a good time today. Uh, We did photography and we did uh, music mixes, which I hope some of them I'll get to uh, play on the radio. So um, it was just really cool to get um, some of the youth really fascinated with the camera. Uh, uh, Were you there, Ice, when we did some work with with, uh, photography? Uh, Maybe you're already gone. Yeah, probably. You graduated two years ago, no? Yeah. 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 Yeah, We we were there. Like three. It feels like three. <laughs> it it does. Feel, it's almost been a year since I've been out of school. Yeah. Well, it's been six months now, almost seven. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, the time went by quick. Mm-hmm. Like looking at all my pay stubs and just how the times went by, like I have like six or seven of them. And it's just 
time went by so quick. When you work, time goes faster, I would say. When I was in school, I would like, oh, this is taking forever. When is the next vacation? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, time off, whatever. And now I just feel like working is hard. Right. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's it's like I looked at, like, I had like seven of them, and I was looking, okay, well, this is from June. And then I looked at the one from now, and I'm like, wow. Because, like, like, you'll think, like like, I'm waiting for a package in the mail, some new tires, and I was like, like a week ago when I ordered them, I was like, okay, cool, they'll be here in two weeks. That's going to take forever. And now <laughs> a week's already gone, over a week's gone by, and I'm like, wow. They're like, coming, like, in two days. Yeah, yeah. it's like time went by quick. It yeah. was, it's crazy. Just yeah. like how people say time flies when you're playing games. I never got that. I was like, no, mm-hmm. it doesn't. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you're like 45, and I'm 12, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> It's just, it kind of sucks though, because I, I miss being, I always wanted to be 18 and now I want to be like 15 again, still in school. Isn't that interesting? Because I feel like most adults tell us that. Mm-hmm. Whenever we're younger, they're like, oh, you'll see. You want to be an adult, but when you're an adult, you're just going to like want to go back and we're like, yeah, whatever. And then we're like, hmm, actually, I kind of liked it whenever I didn't worry about none of that stuff. Right. Right. And then they say, like, take care of your body when you get like when you're younger because right. like when you old like think body parts like will start breaking down and you like your elbows and yeah. your joints won't start acting like the way they are and that's like it's like you're not like a car where you can just go buy a new part <laughs> like, right. you, you gotta have money for that <laughs> but no it's like you gotta start drinking joint juice and mm-hmm. all that and it's like man Man, you gotta break an arm and a leg just to pay for the prescription for your like your muscles and all that. Yeah, and it's it sucks because it's like, I think it was Canada that has free health care. Yeah, France also has free health care. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, free health care and free higher education. You go to college for free, and yeah, you get like everything, all the medical bills taken care of. What? So what if yeah. it's like a five hundred thousand dollar procedure? Um, yeah, it's still uh, taken care of. I mean, like, there's certain things like, um, uh, you know, like cosmetic, like if you're trying to do like, um, you know, an aesthetic change, you or know, like that might not. Or yeah, something. like a facelift or something that might not be taken care of. But there are other uh, procedures actually that yeah. for some people might be considered like a, um, plastic surgery, but for others might be like more like uh, for health reason, like breast reduction might be one, you know, mm. uh, some folks might need to have that uh, for medical reasons, but some people choose to do it for uh, aesthetic reasons. So if you choose to do it for aesthetic reasons, then it would not be paid for by the government. But if it's for a medical reason, then it would be paid for by the government. The same for like uh, uh, if you have an accident and your nose gets, you know, messed up, then, you know, if you're just born and you don't like your nose, that wouldn't be, get pay, be paid by the government if you're just trying to, you know, change uh, your nose because you don't like it. But if you are into an accident or if you have any health issues related to like breathing or things like that, then those things will be taken care of. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, like everything, um, everything. So pretty much the, the way it works is that people work and the taxes that people pay, some of it go towards the healthcare system. And so the government and so the taxpayer pay for 70% of every cost for every medical bills for everybody. And then you're responsible for paying about 30%. But if you pay like a medical insurance, which usually you can get for like, you know, 20, 30 bucks a month, you know, then that insurance will pay the rest. So you end up just like paying nothing. You pay like, you know, 30 bucks a month for the insurance and then they pay for all your medical bills. But the government pays the largest part of it. They pay for like 70, 70% of it. So it turns out that, yeah, it's it's like free to have, um, 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 to be, you know, to go to the doctor. You might have like a copay and stuff, but then it gets reimbursed to you. Um, Yeah, and the same for higher education. Um, There's like, you know, private schools and, you know, like engineering degrees that you can do and like, you know, like things that you can pay for. But if you want to just go to college, university is free Uh, and everybody can go if you've graduated high school. There's no like, you know application where you need to like have certain grades or whatever you know so if you graduate high school you can go only if america was like that man well 
Oh, because I, I see so many people still in debt. Like, my cousin was telling me, like, he's still in debt from school. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be hurting. I believe the Obamas are still paying for law school. Michelle and Barack Obama. Really? I, I had heard when they were president, Whoa. they were st- when he was president, they were still paying. You know, like, it's probably a hundred to hundred thousand dollars you know like uh you know uh that you end up for uh law school i don't know i'm thinking like even like maybe more you know oh it's gotta be for like because i think he went to harvard or something you know so you know so yeah depending on the school you go to it could really really add up um but on average people uh, accumulate about $30,000 a year to go to college. So let's say you go four years, you know, that's like over $100,000, you know, and then you graduate and then you get a job, you know, Um, yeah. If you go in state, like if you were to go to a school where you live, you could probably, you know, uh, half that, you know, mm. and and pay, you know, only spend like about, you know, fifty to sixty thousand on like a bachelor's degree. Um, <clears throat> but most young people choose to go out of state, mm. and it's actually part of the culture, you know. It's part of like you want to experience, you want to be far away, you know, like all of these things. Maybe you have plans and goals for like your career, but then you end up, you know. I personally, I went to college when I was twenty-two, and despite that, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, so I still changed my major several times, you know, Mm -hmm. and I still ended up after I got my degree, I still ended up getting a second degree, you know, uh, because I found journalism way later, you know. Yeah. So so that's kind of the the thing, you know, and I'm not trying to like encourage people one way or another, you know, going to college. But if, you know, you're looking into college, I think. Um, uh, definitely the money aspect is is very important and I feel very privileged and lucky to have had most of my education paid for um, since I got it in France yeah so what if like me or Maurice moved to France would we be able to take advantage of that yeah absolutely if you were to move to France uh, you definitely would be able to take advantage of that actually that's kind of like part of the uh, outrage because I came through an exchange program uh, and so I go to college in France where I don't pay nothing and I get to exchange with an American student who paid a lot of money to a university, the university I went to was in Indiana, IU. So this per- this person, American person, paid a lot of money to IU and then was did an exchange to go to my French university where it's actually free, you know? Wow. So I got, I got really lucky, you know? I didn't pay nothing and get this like free education, you know? But, um, uh, but if you were to like move to France and um, uh, if you were to go like settle there uh definitely you know uh you get to uh, you get to go to school and um there's also you know financial support that's available like if you don't have a family that can help you with like housing needs and you know all those kinds of things there's also like uh grants and scholarships available yeah so does that affect like the population in france like well, yes, um, but at the same time, um, the the uh, most European countries around also have access to free education. So um, it's and, and Europe is not open. So anybody who lives in any of the European countries could actually travel freely, you know, and come live in France and go to school. And you know, I could go if I decide tomorrow I want to live in Germany. I could do that. I want to live in Italy. I want to live anywhere in Spain. I could do that, you know, um, uh, but, you know, uh, so most of them have free education. So it does. But it does affect definitely from like people coming from like um, Eastern Europe or other countries wherever there's no free education, you know, um, but it's just part is just part of it. I mean, education. And I, I think like this is how I'd like to wrap it up with because you all are always so kind telling me how great a teacher I am. But the reason is because I believe in what we call Uh, popular education, education for the people, by the people. I believe that we are all teachers and we're all learners, you know? And so I think like whenever we use this perspective, then we are able to actually understand like education from a different perspective. And uh, we are able to understand that actually knowledge shouldn't be paid for, you know? It should actually 
be free to access right you know because a lot of it is also you know people's um some of it is people's intellectual property like i come up with an idea but then at one point it just it becomes part of like the dialogue you know we're all trying to like make sense of it you know and so i feel like with education making it where you have to pay it makes it a class you know it makes it that some people in your country are going to be able to have the knowledge and other people are not going to have the knowledge and for me that's the problem that you don't want everybody to have the knowledge if i was the president of the country of a country i would want everybody to know everything yeah right. you don't just want people who are at the top and super educated than people who are in the slums or whatever you want to call it who don't know anything but that's what we got and why is that education costs money do I mean, you think so? It kind of depend, depends on where you come from, though. Yeah. Because, like, you can you can be in the poor and still have money, but at the same time, you can be rich and still, like, be too picky and not, like, not want to choose, like, this and that. Because I know some rich who just, like, be picky about certain things. Like, uh, for one, when I was like little, my dad said like one of my my homeboy Timmy, his uh, his bad, his dad was like picky about what school to take him, mm-hmm. and he was just like, all right, skip it. We're going to take him to Harold Oliver, and then we went to Harold Oliver, and like he it was pretty much just chill. But his dad was just pulling up in foreign cars, just like old Porsches and all that. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty chill. Yes, I feel like even schools that are paid, like private schools, I mean, there might be less students, but I feel if if the education, like, mm-hmm. like how there's like public schools and then you take a kid from a private school, maybe one has more education. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. Like, just because yeah. they have more money doesn't mean they should be more educated. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and I think that this is because then it, it just continues this way, it just perpetuates, and then. I think like it's it's an it for me it's a problem whenever um, we are asking everybody to vote, but yet we are not giving everybody the same information. Therefore, a lot of people are choosing not to vote based on this lack of education. They don't even understand why they should vote, why it's even relevant. You know, so in for me, it, the reason is on purpose. You say education costs money. I don't believe that. I think education can be absolutely free. Everything that I've learned from you that you've learned from me, I haven't charged you for. You haven't charged me for none of it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So education can be free. It's a question of how you set it up. But I think like there's a reason why education currently is being framed at this thing that costs us so much money that we have to prioritize only certain people getting it, you know? And mm-hmm. I think the reason is on purpose so that we keep the people at the top educated and the people at the bottom uneducated. Because if you keep the people at the bottom, bottom uneducated, you can get them to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Including work. Yes. A lot more than what's healthy and humanly possible. Yeah, you have people sleeping like four or five hours a night and then going and working and into another job. Mm-hmm. It It's a messed up cycle that I know I don't ever want to go into. Mm-hmm. It's a struggle. Man. Yeah, it's, it's, it sucks to see like people have to like single moms go to work for eight hours a day and come home and have to be by themselves dealing with that. Like mm-hmm. I watched that for 18 years now. Mm-hmm. It's something that... When, when I make it, I'm my mom's never gonna work again, mm-hmm. ever. And 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 you were also lucky to have a network, you know, mm-hmm. that your mom had a support system who could yeah. help. When 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 you don't, you know, lots of women don't, lots of single dads also don't, you know, yeah. and have to make it on their own. And so, what does that mean for the child, you know, when their parent is at work? And that's another thing that I think the French systems got right is the school system is actually set up like you go to school from like you know eight to five, which is when your parents are at work, you know. Whoa. And it makes sense, you know, because then you don't have to pay for childcare or for anything else, you know. Uh, and it might not be that you're in classrooms the whole time, but the school provides uh, um, uh, somebody to supervise you during this time yeah that's actually i never knew that like i've never known any of this but that's actually something that's pretty cool i never i mean yeah it sounds smart to do like have the kids be that's like free babysitting yeah 
It is. And then at the end, it's like it saves a lot of money for the government because people are more productive. People go to work. They don't miss work because they have to take their child here or their child there, you know? Like, that's kind of how it is. We also have, like, you know, paid sick leave, you know? And, you know, I mean, there's also paid time off and sick leave here in the United States, but that's also why it's built in, you know, so that when you uh, when you have to miss work because you're sick, you don't actually lose your job or, you know, if your child is sick or whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, I think that if I was to challenge you all on anything would be, yeah, try to find out, like, ask questions. How does that exist happen in other countries? Because very often we think whatever we know is the only way possible, you know? And then you realize, hmm, actually it's not. And you all are in this great position where, you know, very soon you're going to be a father and you're going to ask your child to go to school, you know? Yeah. And so here it's going to be, you know, the dilemma. Are you going to ask your child to go through the same grind that you have and you and and Shelly have? Or are you going to ask something else? Are you going to demand something else from your government? Are you going to try to get with other parents to create something else for your child to learn differently? You know, like that, that's that's my question, you know, that we all have. And not that I'm putting you personally on the spot, Maurice, though I am. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but you know it's, it's it's what I'm trying to say you know it's like education is something that's so important there's another way that we can do it yeah. than the way we currently are doing it well, let's get into a music break and then get back with Maurice about the whole situation the father situation what we're listening <laughs> to what if uh, yeah. Kevin Gates yeah this is what if by Kevin Gates hey I said before the break, Maurice, bro. What what's it like, man? Like I've always wondered, what is it like to be so close to being a father? I mean, it gets exciting. Like uh, we didn't got gifts and stuff on Christmas, and uh, got like uh, a whole bunch of like free stuff from like customers and people who's just thoughtful, and it just it just felt great, like. I feel I feel nervous. Yeah, I do. 
because it's just gonna be a handful. But just for my first kid, I'm kind of excited as as everything I can possibly name. Like I always wanted a kid. Like doctor said, it's gonna be a girl, but who knows? Man, I remember you. Uh, I sent you a video. I think it was. I don't know if they were actually in the dirt or on the street, but a dad and his son on a dirt bike. You remember that? That was like he his dad was on a regular one and he was on like a little mini one. Yeah. You looking forward to that? Yeah. I'm so, I'm looking forward to like doing hands-on activities with my son like or kid cuz I don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I know I know you ride you ride a lot or well, you did. Yeah. And that was your thing, bro. Like I I can't wait to 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 until I'm a father to like teach my kid about cars and well, not like about how to work on them, but you know about his about yeah. the Crown Vicks and you know just just raise them right, bro. Like there's so many kids out here bullying people and not treating others with respect. Like I can't wait to raise my kid the right way. Right. Raise them to get it on their own and the right way rather than stealing for it. Mm-hmm. Leading them out of like going towards like the path of like selling drugs or robbing stores like a lot of maybe a lot of kids didn't have that growing up but i want to make sure that my kid grows up to be you know scholarships and everything like you know right be everything that they can be man man everything that i wish i would have went to like wish i would have got scholarships or made made it to college quicker you know right it's it's going it's going to be amazing journey journey bro like i'm excited for to be an uncle <laughs> i can't wait what I'm kind of like, man, that's, it's just, like, when you graduated, bro, like, you wasn't thinking, okay, in about two years, Mm-mm. be having a little one out here. No, I wasn't thinking at all. I was in the middle of cutting the grass while uh, getting the news. You got it for real? Yeah. What, did you finish cutting the grass? No, nah, I was in the middle, of, like, uh, my lawnmower was smoking and everything. <laughs> I was there all night and I was just cutting it because it was high and uh, like the grass was all high and thick and uh, it, the lawnmower was all smoking. I called my dad to get it some oil and whatnot and she called me and was like, "How do you feel about being a father?" I was, I was like, uh, "What do you mean? I'm gonna have a king dangling walking around or something?" She was like, "You're going to be a father. I don't know which one is going to be." I was like, "Oh." And I guess her friend was on uh like three way or something, just trying to like you know YouTube or like you know make a little like, like a little meme oh, or video yeah, like, of like, it. Yeah, like my first reactions of what I was gonna say. And I'm not gonna lie, I w- I asked if it was mine. I was like, oh you you playing? Is it mine? <laughs> I, I like, feel that real? that might go through a lot of people's heads. It's like, is it mine? Right. But I mean, once you were like, okay, I'm like. Have you ever just sat there and thought real deep about it and been like, man, like got anxious about it? Yeah, but like I know, I like I trust my girl and I know like she wouldn't cheat on me. So yeah. that's good though, man. Like it's it's gonna be different. Like you've always called Rohan your son, yeah, Pitbull. He a bully, man. Man, he's cool though, man. Like I remember when he was so little and he brought him to school and everyone just tried to follow him around and pick him up. Hey, Hyke thought he was a Chihuahua. For real? Hyke and Kiki. Because oh, cause of the ears? Uh, nah, because he was like a baby and he was skinny. He was oh, the yeah. runt and stuff. And Hyke was like, man, get that out of here. Get that little Chihuahua out of here. And I, <laughs> I just laughed because I think it was Jeff or Ron that was in uh, the room. I think it was Jeff because he was at his desk. And I was like, this ain't no chihuahua, bro. This is a pit bull. And he was like, oh, that's scraggly, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, he always had the jokes, though. I'm not going to lie. Hyde always had jokes. I don't care if he was off that day. He had jokes, bro. Class time. Get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, man. Like, I remember coming up with, like, Kiki and Hyde and Ron was always on me. And that's what really got me to graduate, bro. Like, to really focus is here and get to class, do your work, you know? Especially because you ain't having no, like, freedom of going that many places. Like, you got off-campus lunch and whatnot, but, like, they were strict about being in classes. If you wasn't in classes, you either going home or getting a warning. 
Yeah. I don't think there's off-campus lunch anymore. There's not, bro. They, they can only go to the store on Thursdays. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, they cannot <laughs> go every day. Wow. I know, man. It, it's, it's just. chance. You get there and they're like, all the students are like, can you go to the store for me? Can you go to the store for me? Uh, like, <laughs> it's like a new, it's a hustle. <laughs> like, like, we'll go out into the community for like a walk or something and they'll students are like hey could we go to the store and I'm like oh man like I, I, like I want to be like okay well I didn't see you go in there I didn't I didn't condone this but I'm like yeah man I want to get some anyways right I'm trying to follow like yeah thankfully they're okay with the teachers you know taking yeah. the students yeah yeah I mean they they've kind of given us a lot of freedom which I'm, I really appreciate like like you and I yeah like I, like I didn't think like the day that you weren't there, I, I thought they'd have someone in there with me or just be like, hey, we're not having that class today. But I was in there the whole time by what? myself. Yeah, yeah, I figured that's what they do. Oh. And But I got in there and I was just in there. It was really just me, Jacob, and Lance. We was the only ones in there. So mm-hmm. we just like watched videos and I had to write a little bit. But mm-hmm. it was it was cool, like mm-hmm. feeling that freedom. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah, I'm glad that they actually trusted you. Yeah, it was kind of a lot of pressure, though. I'm not going to lie just being like wow this is my first time being in a class alone well you stepped up to it man it it, it was cool though i liked it but it's it's a lot of trust man right like i was like (laughs) okay someone's gonna be in here and then kiki came in and was like you're solo today i was like yes she goes oh no (laughs) (laughs) and then it it was just it was a good day though i mean every day every wednesday i look forward to going to that school I figured after I graduated, I wouldn't want to go back, but now I can't wait to go back and be there with the good vibes and everything. Mm-hmm. I think they really built like a good team of people who talk to the students right and are on their level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did we get back to talking about the school again? We were talking about Maurice's oh, wow. child. Oh, the oh. dog in high. Oh, the yeah. dog. So, but so, um, how how is it going to feel for you? Um, what are some of the first things you feel like you want to pass on to your child? Either about like you, who you are, or where you come from, or like your values. What are some of the things you're like really excited about sharing with your child? In all honesty, I'm I'm not into like lecturing my kid and at anything because like. That's good. I, I hate lectures myself. My dad gives me daily lectures, and everybody <laughs> gives me daily lectures and whatnot. But, like, I'm not going to lecture him. I'm just, like, tell him straight up, life life is not a game. Like, I hate to sit, break his heart. Like, the first the first couple years, I'm like, oh, there's boogie monsters. Oh, there's a, there's a Santa Claus, you know, and there's a Tooth Fairy. I'm going a, I'm to a ride with that for, like, a couple years, but... After they like dad, you know, I, I a, a tooth fell out. I mean, listen, son or daughter, you know, <laughs> it will grow back. This is your bag right. of teeth right here, like, <laughs> right? Like they they either went in the trash or something. Like <laughs> I want I want my five dollars back from these couple years, <laughs> right? <laughs> now, I don't even know where parents put the tooth at. My mom honest. still has my teeth. It's kind of disgusting. Yeah, I think my mom had mine until a few years ago. I don't know, actually, but, like, you, like, I looked at them a few years ago, and I was like, they're so little. I know. But it's kind of creepy. No, my parents, they probably threw it away. (laughs) Just, oh, they're out of here. (laughs) Give them 250. Okay, so you're not going to lecture. Well, that's already a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. How about, like, value-wise, do you want, like, like, you were just talking about bullying. Is that something that comes up for you? Like, you want to make sure your child... It's not uh, a bully, or I'm making sure it's not a bully. Like, oh, it it comes and goes. Like sometimes you bully, sometimes you don't. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure like my kid wouldn't bully at all because just looking at it and just like, oh, that's something that I wouldn't want to go through. Or like, I feel like it it'd probably step up if anything if mm-hmm. if it sees anybody being bullied. But like. That's kind of how you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, advocate for somebody else who can't advocate for themselves. Like, is how I feel. But, like, um, I'm going to try to raise it right. You know? Like, What does that mean for you? Um, I can't, like, like, describe it, like, how, like, I can't describe it fluently, but, like, just basically telling them like every like life has struggles but like the next day will be different but 
Um, yeah, it's hard to explain. <laughs> I get you though, because that's something that's kind of hard. Like, basically, like, like for me, I would just teach the values of treat others how you want to be treated, and if you have a bad day one day, the next day it's going to be better. Right. Like Tupac said, every day is a struggle, but you got to hold on. Mm-hmm. Period, bro. <laughs> for real, like, keep pushing. Like, every, people have made it so far, and they keep making it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, one thing I noticed is, like, what could make somebody's day better is just talking to them. Mm-hmm. So, like, people could be going through a, like, depressing day, and, like, you could see it and just be like, oh, you know, what's wrong? And it would just make they ba- their day better, especially, like, talking to your kid. Or me being able to talk to my kid, it'd be the best bond for me ever. It's like I wouldn't even need no friends. Like just bonding with my kid is <laughs> something to live for. Be your be-, be your child and your best friend at the same time. Right. Rohan would get less attention. Man, <laughs> I wonder how like how you know you've seen them videos of dogs around babies and they just stay by the crib and make sure that the baby's always safe. I feel like that's how he's gonna be. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> he kind of does play a lot though, but I mean, my dog's just not, man. <laughs> I, I I really like him though, man. Like, you still remember that day he uh he got into my car and I was like, okay, well I don't know what he's gonna do. Then he just starts sitting there looking around, like thing was just like it was just cool to be in my car chilling. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's crazy to see him go. What has it been like? A, you've had him a little bit over a year, right? Yeah. He went from like the size of my phone to fitting in the front seat with a seat belt. <laughs> I told him he's going to be a little brother, and he just blew snot on my wrist. Oh man, <laughs> disrespecting me. Man, I would. I don't know, man. That that's one thing about like, I feel bigger dogs do that. But I mean, I, I'm I'm looking to get something, man. I want to get like a German Shepherd or something. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's. Yeah, I'm looking to get the kind of dog you have. A pit bull? Mm-hmm. Or staff, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, this, this probably, like, sound like a dumb question, but in France, is there, like, a lot of animals like that? <clears throat> uh, definitely, like, um, dogs and cats as pets, like goldfish, ferrets, <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess some people may have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I had a German Shepherd when I was born, um, and yeah, we always had dogs <clears throat> and cats because I lived on a farm. And so that was kind of uh, important. But it's not like uh, some people have like my aunt, for example, she couldn't have children and she always had like a little York tri- Yorkshire kind of dog. Oh, yeah. That she like considered her like her child. Like you, we could not touch that dog, you know, like only she could pick it up and stuff <laughs> like that. Really treating this dog like a child. Um, so, yeah, some people like go through this extreme as well. Uh, we also have like, you know, dog shows and you know kind of beauty contests and stuff for dogs even though it's not as common as in the u.s or as big or as commercial you know yeah but yeah some people are definitely into it we definitely don't have uh, as many like exotic pets because french law is like really strict but uh there are quite a few people who bring back stuff from like you know northern africa or african countries you know i had a friend who's from morocco and um i mean his folks were from morocco but he went and visited their family over there every summer and one day he brought back this chameleon chameleon it's like this tiny chameleon that he like carried with him in the freaking plane you know and of course he called him jared like the chameleon (laughs) (laughs) that's funny and jared died one day because he like needed to be outside so he put him like and on his like um balcony and he had those like flower pots and so then he would like put a little leash so he wouldn't like fall and stuff but still the chameleon like fell and hung itself you know yeah maurice is like cracking it from the story I'm, I'm, yeah anyway i'm not trying to laugh but that's just scandalous so. <laughs> like it's 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 funny but it's not funny yeah yeah like, like yeah some people lots of people like smuggle um uh, animals here from like Latin America, like parrots really? and yeah, like little you know iguanas and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. 
And there's a lot of them that are actually smuggled over, <coughs> like, you know, more in bigger scales, you know? Yeah, like... Like, from other countries, like, you know, Asian, Pacific countries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like they bring, like, some bigger, I don't know... Do, do they got Komodo dragons out there? You know, I'm not really sure, but, you know, if you really wanted one, I'm sure on the black market you could find one. Yeah, you could probably get You any know what animal. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, so it's kind of what it is. Cartels will come down in a boat just to send you it. Yeah, like the lions and like who was it? I think was it DJ Khaled that had a lion. Uh, I think. Yeah, and then didn't French Montana had a a monkey? Yeah, and Michael Jackson like he had a couple of chimpanzees. He had yeah. a giraffe. Whoa! He had yeah, a, he, had he had a lion actually. I believe maybe even a Black Panther. He had a uh, a monkey named Bubbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a chimpanzee. Oh. Chris Brown had a uh, monkey and he he went to jail for it. Oh. it. Really? He didn't have no like proper paperwork for it. Oh yeah. It was around his kid and they thought it was like a danger. Yeah, and these, yeah. some of these are protected species also. So you yeah. actually, yeah, it's illegal to actually own them. I yeah. want a gibbon. What's that? It's a monkey. It's a different type of monkey. It's can, like, you, can you have those here? If you have your license and whatnot, the proper paperwork. That's that's <coughs> dope. But you ever seen in Saint? I think in Saint John's they have the little the little pony. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was cool to me. I saw it and I was like, "Hey, Grandma, I want to get one." And she's like, "You can't have one." Yeah, because it was like from a while ago before they like outlawed it or something. <coughs> but I wanted one like chill with it in the front yard and just look at people walk by. Like, oh, that's a horse right there. Yeah, <laughs> but I think like in you know considering the animals, I think like the pets thing, like the dog or cat. <clears throat> you know, it's one thing, and even it has some of its some problems, you know. But I think the rest of like the animal is really a problem because as humans, we just, in my opinion, we consider animal as like inferior to us. Mm-hmm. I guess for me, it's the same as like adult versus youth, you know. And why I treat youth this way, I treat adult. I try to treat animal the way I also treat human beings because I don't believe that humans are actually superior to animals you know i believe that animals actually have a lot of knowledge that we don't have so i try to be very sensitive and like you know making sure that i don't exploit you know animals also um but i did you know i used to have a a pet sheep really yeah when i was a child did you ever get the fur yeah well yeah i did i did actually trim um uh the fur you know that was one of my chores but yeah i don't think that that sheep was uh very happy just you know walking around on a leash you know and you know i kind of tortured it a couple of years before i got the point you know so that's kind of what i'm saying is like you know they're animals even again sheep is like was created by humans you know like this was a wild goat whatever that we domesticated in order to like grow meat and grow like uh, clothes you know from it yeah uh but you know it still is a life that you know it's not okay to like you know take over in my opinion um or to control you know in that way so i think especially with the wild animals you know it's really difficult now again for like the cats and dog things it's another one of those things because we created again these were like wild animals like the wolf and then we domesticated you know um, the wolf and created all these different breeds of dogs, you know, and some mm. of them are not even viable, you know, like some like the pugs and stuff like they don't actually breathe right. So a lot of them die from breathing problems. And you just have to wonder why do you create a species of animal that actually cannot survive? Yeah, it's like inbred. And that's a problem. But that's what we do. You know, as humans, we like, just we do these things. Um, I think I think it was corgis. I'm not sure, so right. don't like quote me on it. But they have like bad back problems, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking like I never got it at first until I thought like yeah. okay, yeah, it's it's just one of those things, you know. It yeah. wasn't meant to be. Yeah, we created it. Really? Yeah. yeah, I mean, all species of dogs we bred. So you know, we started with two wolves. You know, well, it started that really we started living in small villages and started accumulating garbage, and then the most um, the dogs that were the most comfortable, the wolves that were the most comfortable getting the closest to the garbage was the most fed. You know, mm-hmm. and so then that's how then you know men started like you know capturing these wolves that were like you know cool enough to come as close and then you know like that's kind of how you know the whole 
dog thing got around and then men started looking oh this dog is more docile for this or this dog is like heavier built so I'm going to breed this particular dog with this other dog that looks really you know heavier built and then they're going to make another dog that's even heavier built and that's kind of how you do it it's like selection I'm going to breed this dog that's all black with this other dog that's all black you know and try to create, you know, but because those genetic signs were just happening at random at first, and then we selected for them. Yeah. We're like, oh, I would like a pelt to be longer hair, so I'm gonna grab these two dogs that have longer hair and on purpose breed them, and then I'm gonna grab the dogs that come out of them that have the longest hair and continue like that. And that's how we created all breeds of dogs and cats on the planet. That that sounds like the Americans, like, or the government's Tuskegee project or somewhat like it's not it's just humankind we started that hundreds I mean maybe not hundreds of thousands thousands of years ago you know domesticating animals for our own that's how the cows came about you know mm-hmm. that's how the goats came about see I never knew that yeah all farm animals are domesticated wild animals mm-hmm. that we found in the wild and I mean it's the same for a lot of plants that we eat corn for example was a wild plant you know that humans also grabbed and grew on purpose and then we picked the biggest kernels and grew them which then gave plants that had the biggest kernels so yeah yeah isn't there like no um, non-modified corn left in the world no there is I, I don't there know is. where I think it was some news website that said all corns like modified I didn't really believe that because mm-hmm. it's too much yeah it is too much but there's a lot of people that struggle t- well I mean some people say that because genetically modified corn is out there and if you understand science and the pollen just carries around the trees and you know in the wind and you know it's kind of like organic some people say you cannot grow anything organic you know because everything is polluted in some way mm-hmm. you know so yeah yeah, but there's some non-GMO corn that you can find. And yeah, grow. I like, figured. Yeah, like, you know, indigenous people definitely mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> but yeah, like one question about the sheep. Did you ever try to make anything like with the wool? With the wool? Well, first, like cleaning the wool is like a really, really long process. And then you have to actually weave it into like to make an actual, um, uh, you know, ball of yarn that you can actually use to then make something. So no, I never made something. Uh, <laughs> it's I, just the cleaning process so hard. Do you know like how much, how oily and stinky a, sh- a sheep actually is? No. You and I need to go to a farm, Nick. I actually want to see like a sheep. Once Ice has a child, we'll take his, his child to the farm. <laughs> hey, that would be, do you, do you plan on ever getting a farm? Yeah. Like you had course. when you were younger? Yeah. I'll put some money on the acres. There we go. Man, just have Let's a big it. farm. <laughs> yeah, man. I always wanted to live on a farm with three wheelers and all that. Man, like, I that that's one thing that I've always thought about is like a small town, like seaside, like a small town where everybody knows each other and mm-hmm. not too much, like not crying because everyone's just cool, like having a farm. And I actually want a sheep, mm-hmm. and I want one of them little horses just to walk around <laughs> with them. <laughs> Just walk, just walk around like yeah, I have a little horse. <laughs> oh, Nick. I want a monkey just so we go to your house. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I could ever own anything like crazy like that. It'll take the bushes to your house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just walk around like I think it would just think it owns everything. A little <laughs> horse just thinks it you can just. Uh, what do horses do? Like they don't walk. They gallop yeah they'll just gallop oh, around tra- like tra- yeah I, prance and trout yeah like and I, trout. I, I, yeah, I i own this walking, yeah. yeah yeah but man it was a good show this time like having everybody not everybody but having us three here talking like we were here originally yeah like we've been here daily and whatnot man we've it been just, here it just <laughs> flowed good but what thank, do you want to end the show with um anything but i, I want to thank everyone who uh tapped in with us like Listen in and thank you for all the support from my family and friends. Love you guys and I hope y'all have a good night. Shout out to y'all. Y'all the real ones. Man. Cool. We'll end with Ja Rule then. Hey. Yeah. Mesmerize. Good night. What up, mom? Your smile, I love it when you kiss me, baby. Your-
You are listening to KBOO Portland. The time is 7 o'clock, and next is Combined Culture Radio. Tonight we are re airing an episode from earlier last year. Enjoy. Again, this is Combined Culture Radio. Stay tuned. Oregon's child incarceration rate is one of the worst in the country. A new investigative report by Disability Rights Oregon found that kids in custody at NORCOR, a jail in the Dalles, receive harsh discipline including solitary confinement for infractions such as asking what time it is or for just looking around. These kids are as young as 12 years old. Other states are reducing child incarceration. Why not Oregon? 